Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week we have back on the podcast last week's hero, Eva Walker. I love Eva so much and think she's the coolest and had to ask her a million more questions. Warning, this episode cuts off during a rant I have about UFOs and government disclosure. And breaking news, there's a third episode that will be available to our Patreon Dream Club members. Go there and join in the fun. I do want to give a warning for this episode and all past and future episodes. Health, spirituality, and healing is very personal and unique to each person. What works for me or Eva or any guest I may have had or have in the future may not work for you. I think it's very important to use what works for you and what is accessible to you And if you can seek help from a professional therapist or some type of professional, definitely do that. But I like bringing all different views here so we can learn as much as possible and hopefully find little bits that help us to take with us and leave the parts that don't resonate with us behind. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Eva Walker. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Thank you so it's much. So good for, to see you. Yeah, it's so good to see you too. Thanks so much for coming back here. Um, I guess what I just told you, but uh, I will tell everybody else is, um, I think maybe because I didn't, we didn't know each other at all, and I didn't know what we were going to talk about. Like, um, we talked, and then I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, I have a million <laughs> more questions, and um, I'm not sure if that's like. Yeah, because I didn't know what we were going to talk about. And then it was all mind blowing. Like I, we could have a whole 10 hour session on any one of the things. But I guess I just wanted to go back in and um, talk to you about some of the things that uh, we talked about, because I also have had a lot of um, uh, reactions and comments to um, your interview last week about and a lot of people really feeling like connected to it and I guess just like I realize there's so many questions that if I heard that that I would have for the person um especially because it was like your first time talking about such personal things um and I guess if it's okay just to start there like how has it how like for anyone else that hasn't ever talked about some of the things going on in their head how has it been um how was it and how has it been to have shared that stuff? Yeah. You know, I, I told my husband as soon as me and you like ended the meeting, I was like, that felt really good. I was like, I always forget how good it feels to talk about it. Um, And he was like, you know, good. (laughs) I was like, yeah, like it felt therapeutic and I talk about it. And it feels really good every time I do talk about it. But then when time goes on and I don't talk about it, I forget how good it felt. So I'm like, maybe I shouldn't bring it up. It's too dark. Oh, it's too much because I already forgot how good it felt to talk about it. Yeah. um, But I got some messages too from friends that were texting me. They're like, oh my God, Eva, the way, uh, the the amount of, how do you say it? He said, um, you thinking about death is so validating to me. I was like, oh, good. (laughs) And he was like, this stuff is on my mind all the time. Another friend texts me saying, you know, um, 
they can relate and they feel like they, they know me a little bit more now, which they Yay. appreciated and yeah. that they could relate to a lot of this, especially like with family history and stuff like that. So yeah. I got good messages. And then another person emailed me from this really cool organization. He was like, Hey, Eva, my, my kid has OCD. Thank you for sharing that. And I was just like, Oh man, like, <laughs> yeah, talk about it. it. It helps. It just gets so, um, one of my the things, reasons why I, wouldn't talk about it either and I'm not trying to throw any shade at anyone or anything I never wanted to feel like you know woe is me and and look at what you know it was always just like no it's personal and I don't want to try to seem like I'm trying to well we're not capitalize on it or anything yeah it it was all in my head obviously I was overthinking that I don't think so I honestly like that's a, a big thing I'm into lately is like or one of the biggest things actually is like, I think that we're not taught to feel feelings and we're not taught. We don't even, sorry, the dog's jumping around. We don't know like even how to, I think for like some of the ways that we were raised, uh, at least for me is like, they like having feelings wasn't good. You're not supposed to. And like, so to, um, say something that might make another person have a feeling like if you said something that might be sad or like uh scary and then you were to make someone else feel uncomfortable that's like the worst thing you could do yeah and really i think the reason why it felt so good for you to like share this is because keeping feelings inside isn't what we're supposed to do isn't how we're supposed to live like we're um feeling beings you know and like sharing it and even without it helping other people but just sharing that piece of you like we might be taught that that might make other people sad to hear it but it doesn't it people feel good when they have compassion yeah and and also the movement of emotion keeps people healthy so i think keeping it all bottled up is like a big part of why we get sick and why things you know just manifest but you're right. Like if we don't talk about it for a while, it's just like, I don't want to burden anyone, but it's yeah. like, it it's doesn't. like, I don't want to feel like, Oh, she just wants attention. It's just, I'm like, I should just keep it to myself. And that's, that's part of it. Why I didn't want, why I don't share very often. But then the other part of it is that, yeah, it's just like a personal ongoing battle right. that I deal with that. I don't necessarily need like, uh, anytime someone approaches me that you know they right. the first thing they bring up yeah <laughs> I was like and I didn't want to be like um I was telling my husband this months years ago I was like you know I don't want to be like the spokesperson for OCD like I wasn't right. interested in, in any of that and I'm still not but I am interested in like talking about it with someone and then if there's someone listening that's as the people who were writing in or or um messaging me like feel less alone like that's cool you know yeah for sure that's super cool I'm not gonna go in front of the UN and be like I have OCD and this is (laughs) what I you know (laughs) totally yeah no totally I think like another thing that just really interested me to talk about uh with you is the like intersection between um and what I think is so interesting why and you don't have to be like the spokesperson is like I think it's just always interesting to talk about um where these like mental like glitch things are and how it relates to our art or how it relates to 
um, just the way we perceive the world, you know, cause it's, it's, is what makes us individual and unique. And I, I do, I'm not sure it's not a spiritual thing. The more I've thought about it, like, you know what I mean? I know we talked about that a little bit, but, um, I just, uh, yeah, I just think that it's like, it's just one part of you and anyone that thinks that that's the only part of you, there's yeah. something wrong with them. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> That's like not the way that's just like, you're not a guitar either. Like. Yeah. You know, I'm like, it's a, it's a big part of my, my everyday brain operating system, but it's like, I also think of other stuff like, yeah, I no, like totally dreaming. And I like, uh, you know, space and music yeah. and, yeah. Um, you well, know, Tom Hanks. <laughs> well, yeah. I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> no way. That is so weird. I was just, that's my celebrity crush, believe it or not. I know there's no a lot way. of good looking people, but uh, mine is Tom Hanks. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that. <laughs> I like, I, I was like super sick last week. Actually, the day after I talked to you, I went and got a tetanus shot. And I would like to tell everyone, just don't get a tetanus shot until you like sc- scrape yourself on some dirty metal because I like, it knocked me out until really? like yesterday. So sick. But I was like trying to watch um, this relates to Tom Hanks. Cause I was like, I was like in bed so sick and I was trying to watch things to like make me motivated or like, I was like, Oh, I'll use yeah. subliminal messaging and I'll like put on. So I put on that movie, a league of their own. Cause I was like, Oh, uh. this is good. Like women fighting for, <laughs> you know, whatever equality. And, uh, but during the, I was like having like fever dreams and all this crazy stuff. And I kept on hearing Tom Hanks. Wow. And I was like, dad, like I could <laughs> in my like super, you know, like uh, dream state. I, I guess because I've just grown up with him. I know. It's for so long. I confused him with like, dad. I don't know. It's so weird. That. But that's- I grew up with him too. I'm just like in the 90s, my uncle would put on Tom Hanks movies and I'm like, he That's just so feels funny. like part of my childhood slash life. And I just, yeah, I, just <laughs> I hadn't thought about, I mean, I hadn't thought about Tom Hanks until right after. It. It's so funny that that's your crush. Good to know. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's what this is all about. Is he there can you star in your next music video? That's right. Um, but I guess one thing I want to ask you, and this is personal and feel free not to answer, but as a person that takes medicine, like, um, and it's, I guess maybe related to the other thing is that every like three or four months, I'm like, I don't want to take this. Like, I don't need to. Um, and I guess you were sharing that you had that experience where you were on medicine and you felt better than you had. Um, and then you weren't like, uh, the pharmacy didn't have any, um, and can, can you talk about that and how you chose to go off of medicine and that process? Cause I guess selfishly, I just want to (laughs) know. No, totally. Like you said, I was, um, I was the happiest I had been in a really long time, uh, when I was on 200 milligrams of Zoloft, which thinking back on it, I'm just like, yeah, I guess anyone would think they're happy. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there was a, a mix up with, at the pharmacy and they didn't have it filled. So it was, I was off of it for anywhere between two to three days. And I, and maybe, I don't know if this is the same experience, um, that everyone has on 
that kind of medication. But after you've been off for a while, especially if you've been on a high dose, you get these brain zaps yeah. or whatever. And it's just kind of like, it feels like a, like shock therapy. But yeah. Like it's like a misfire. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really weird, um, it's a really weird feeling. So I was having those. And I remember I had to go to work. I was working at a thrift store during that time. And I was having the brain zaps and um, I couldn't get my prescription. Eventually I did get it. But when I kind of broke down not having it, I realized, um, yikes. Yeah. yeah I don't totally. want to be totally dependent on anything like that. Right. You know? Um, I was like, this thing has, is it going to have some power over me? Because I, how old was I? Um, I don't know, 20, I'm going to throw out a number. I don't remember how old I was, 24, 25. Yeah. 24, 25. Um, I'm going to have to rely, if I plan to live long enough, which <laughs> who knows how long that'll be, I'm going to have to rely on this thing and I'm going to go crazy if I don't have it. And I don't want anything to have that kind of power over me although it did work and I felt right. really good. Um, so uh, I had this outburst and then I was, uh, uh, it was actually my, my, bro my older brother who told me this, we, we don't get along now. I don't, I don't even speak to him. But the one thing he did that I did appreciate <laughs> is when I was going through all that, he, um, he came home and he saw it was home early. Was, he was like, what are you doing home? And I was just like crying and miserable. And he was like, what's wrong? And he picked up the medication. And I was like, they don't have any of my prescription and I'm going crazy and blah, blah, blah. And he picks it up and he was like, Eva, get off of this shit. Just smoke more weed. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so actually, I give him credit for that. That was a turning point okay. for me. So we'll even like that. people who aren't great get a little, you know, every once yeah. in a while, I guess they, they contribute something nice to life, right? Yeah. Um, and so I give him credit for that. And um, I was like, yeah. So I went to my doctor and I told her what happened. And I said, I don't want to be honest anymore. And the doctor goes, oh, really? Because I was going to give you a higher dosage. Oh, wow. And I was like, higher than 200 milligrams? She's like, yeah, but I just realized you're already at the highest dose I could give you anyway. So huh. um, and I was just kind of puzzled. I was like, I'm here to do the opposite. Right. And you were originally, and I made the appointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were and the first thing that came to your mind was, I'm going to put her on a higher dosage. It just didn't make sense to me. Right. Um, and so I was like, ah, uh, okay, no, I, I'm, I'm going to get off of this. And she was like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Now that I know you just wanted to give me more, like, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I saw her ever again after that. I was like, we're, bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got off of it and... Um, things kind of very slowly started to kind of come back that the medication was blocking off, but I had cognitive therapy done at that point. So I was able to use some of the strategies that I um, learned in cognitive therapy while I was yeah. on it. And one of the things I brought, which I know this video is available for some people, right? Is it yeah. the Patreons that get to see the video? So um, if you're on Patreon, or you're looking at this on your phone or whatever, or your computer, take a screenshot for those who can't look at it. But this is the um, workbook that oh, cool. I used when I first got into the therapy. OCD workbook third edition. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. The OCD workbook third edition, it's like this mint green with like an orange stripe at the top. And this is what I use um, throughout therapy. And um, it's written by Bruce M. Heyman and Cherry Pedrick. So um, if you are looking for recommendations, I would recommend cool. this book. And I actually read, uh, after therapy, I either gave it away or something like that. And so I actually just refound it a couple of years ago. Actually, I bought it like Oh, geez, I don't know, maybe two and a half years ago, yeah. two and a half to three years ago. But I didn't open it until about, I don't know, eight months to a year. Ago. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta buy it. You book just gotta and, buy it and have it. Yeah. You gotta let it settle steps. in, like get used to your house. You know? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Make it pay rent. <laughs> yeah. Collect and a part, of it, part of it was, you know, looking at it. I was like, you know, I'm going to buy it. So I have it. And so that yeah. was the first step. And so I, it's just for anyone to know, you know, sometimes just, just buy it. If you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to revisit that, just buy it and don't open it yet. And don't open it until you're ready. Yeah. And so when I, what made me put off opening it is because I didn't want to revisit the stuff I had to visit to, you know, bring up in therapy. I didn't want right. to revisit that from years ago. So I finally opened it when I was ready to open it. And when I did, I was so happy. And I'm on like, I don't know, chapter two or three. I'm not very far. I still am taking it very slow because there's just things I'm like, okay, I got to go at my own pace. So I highly recommend that there is a book out there that can help you just buy it, but you don't need to open it as soon as you buy it. Just have it. And then yeah. when you're ready to visit it, go do it take take your time with it it's not gonna happen overnight like this I might not get over get through this book for another 20 years I don't know well yeah <laughs> I'm not sure that that's like like you can rush it either it's yeah. like I mean the faster you do something like that not the better you know it's supposed yeah. to take time and sink in and like you know it's it's your rewiring rethinking like exactly if you and do it fast you're doing it wrong sorry yeah, and, it, and it does mean you have to revisit some stuff that was really hard and, and you definitely want to take your time on that and this has been sitting next to my bed for for a few years now um yeah open it when I'm ready to open it and oh yeah um I've been and I was glad that I got it because I was like I could just look at it and remember it's there like yeah okay, not today look at it again okay not today and then there was a day I was like yeah, I'll open it. I, I yeah, want to read. I want to totally. work on some of this. Well, it's, it's. I mean, not placebo, but there, there is a, that's the only word I can think of. There's enough, like, something that happens when you take a step towards your safety and your freedom and your peace of mind. And even if you don't, like, dive in right away, it's like, if you wait till it's too late, then you're just going to get like hung up on like, ah, you know, like having it there is the first step and a big step, Absolutely. obviously. Um, but I did uh, want to ask you something that um, I guess re is relates to what you said about the doctor too, is like, I don't understand. Maybe I'm, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm not so smart, but. Uh, you are like very smart. <laughs> thanks. But uh, I feel like your dream I don't know if it's because I'm, yeah, maybe just like a weird person or something, but the dream that you shared, that was the reason why the doctor put you on medicine. I, I don't know why I don't understand why that dream um, was uh, what, like, uh, was the cause of you going on medicine. Do, do you understand that? You know, it's, um, it's a good question because um, 
yeah, you know, I wasn't, oh, yikes. Like, did I'm it sorry. deeply disturb you or was there something that? Sorry, my phone just rang and I don't know if it went through on Zoom. And so I'm hoping it didn't. <laughs> okay. Oh, we can have a friend sorry. on. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, no, that's a really good question. You know, at the time when I was telling her the dreams, I thought they were disturbing too. So I was kind of like, yeah, this is, this, okay. is, this seems reasonable. Um, do I feel that way now? I don't know. Cause okay. you know, I'm a, I'm a definitely a different person now. And it just, at the time, it just felt like it wasn't a dream quote unquote, normal people have right dreams that normal people have. Um, and so, and I was also just kind of tired of seeing random dead people in dreams, right. you know? Um, and I'm trying to remember when I got on the medication, if my dreams changed and I don't remember if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. I, I want to say maybe they did because yeah. I only really, those are the dreams I, I remember distinctively. And then I, even now I will every once in a while um, kind of have dreams of the same kind of theme or whatever. So um, just for anyone that didn't listen last time, you, you are, you were constantly having dreams about, dead people you didn't know yeah they were usually um dead people that it's so weird to say because I feel like the sixth sense but yeah it was typically no. like dead people that I never recognized and um bright colors surrounding them or there was always if it, and it wasn't like if it wasn't bright colors it was like dark browns uh which was just like, no it's I grew up in a, a house that was just wood was everywhere. So there was just, there's something homey about the color brown and wood. So right. it was like, it would be a combination of sometimes like, if, even if it was a bright, everything else was bright, brightly colored, the casket and everything else was this brown, this homey brown color. Yeah. Um, and so I've just always kind of, um, that color kind of persists. In, and I don't, and I don't think, that that's necessarily race related, you know, brown is also on its own, just a color <laughs> um, as well. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's just, I don't really know why, why that is. And um, I'm sorry, yeah. then the people that were dead, were they always in caskets or were they sometimes other things? Um, they were, they are tip, not were, they are typically in caskets. So okay. So you're just seeing funerals funerals yeah okay and I remember one where I was in a church and I don't know what the ceremony was but there was a dead person sitting in the pew um, okay and I was just kind of like you know I don't even remember details of 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 that dream but I just remember they were sitting in the pew and in real life my so my mother goes to church she's catholic and I was raised catholic not practicing anymore <laughs> And um, she would say, she, I go to church though, maybe like two or three times a year, Christmas, Easter, just so as fun. a gift to my mother. Yeah, yeah like, that's so my mother would like, okay, mom, you get to have me every Easter and Christmas that's at church. That's very sweet of you. Yeah, just for the hell of it. I mean, it doesn't, whatever. It doesn't, those places are decorated. my mind about anything. Yeah, yeah. they're decorated <laughs> so cool. And like, it's yeah, fu- it's, I mean, it's funny. It is. It is. It's funny. It's cozy. It reminds me of my childhood, but it's, you know, they're not going to win me back. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, (laughs) I, we were at a, I think it was 
Chris, no, I think it was an Easter mass, I think. And I, I would joke with my mom. I'm like, I can't go to a church, mom. I'm Satan. Or I would make some weird joke. And she would yeah. go, oh, Eva, stop it, whatever. So I was like, okay. So I went with her. And um, she was reading that day. And so I was sitting like in the pew behind her. And this guy starts having a heart attack next to me. Oh so he's, um, he's getting clammy. He's moving around. And I'm looking. <gasps> I'm like, what is he? What is going on here? And I don't. I've never seen anyone actively have a heart attack, so I don't yeah. really know what that looks like. But he just kind of just kept oh adjusting his tie and his outfit, and he was getting all clammy and oh, moving no. around. And then another woman came over and was like, are you okay? She goes, I think he's having a heart attack. And I <gasps> get up, and I leave the church, and I call 911, and they come. And he didn't die that night, which is good. But um, I looked at my mom, and I was like, so this is why I can't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, "No, Eva, don't say that. You called the the you know nine one one and helped." And I was like, "Yeah, well, this, uh, maybe I shouldn't sat there." And you know, I was it was more of a joke because the guy didn't die, which is good. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, "This is why I can't go to church." Yeah, no, that's funny. That's I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. But okay, so I guess I'm just like I'm not trying to. Um, I'm definitely not trying to push you in any direction at all, obviously, like I just really want to get all the information Yeah. Um, because so Ricky, our drummer, she um, at nighttime, typically like in the, there's a state between sleep and awake called the hypnagogic state. And we have a song called hypnagogia, but um, I love in what that you guys st- write about, you guys are just <laughs> on with all your topics. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about that later, but, uh, um, but so she and her husband can confirm this, but not that it needs to be confirmed, but she in that state, uh, visits or is aware of a portal in which dead people, um, go in and out of, and they started sort of speaking with her. I can't, can only give like the broad strokes, but she definitely like, um, knows that it's, dead people knows that they're there knows that they're it's not like like how there's certain things like haunted houses that have like the little girl and like she that girl did die there whatever but then there's also just like things all around us that we can't see like um ultraviolet or infrared Mm -hmm. or ghosts or aliens whatever it is but she she knows it to be spirits she can tell um and i'm just wondering it doesn't seem like that for you because I don't think funerals visit people in their sleep, but I really, I'm sorry, I have to say it again. I feel very strongly that you were either grew up at some point in a funeral home um, or more, more than that, uh, were like a, an undertaker of some kind at some point, And it just, that hasn't been cleared for some reason because I just don't know why um, there would be so much um, visual information that you don't have as Eva um, and in your subconscious uh, that should just be of your experiences. It should not be people you do not know. You know what I mean? Like it just, I really feel as though when we have things that aren't 
like Bonnie's experiences, uh, things that could make any sense for Bonnie to have, it has to be somebody else. And the only other person you've ever been, the only possibility is if you had past lives um, or future lives, I don't know, but it just, it really feels to, I mean, I just had to say it again. It just feels to me like, um, that it isn't like you having disturbing ass thoughts and you're weirdo or like, <laughs> like, oh man, do you hear what her dreams are? Whoa. It's like, I think you're just having memories. Um, that's just how it feels to me as uh, I, and I just wanted to tell you that. Um, yeah. And you know, as I was saying, like the last time we met, like I'm technically, if I'm being accurate, agnostic, like I don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And, and when you bring up like being an undertaker, being raised in a funeral home, those are, those are careers I definitely have um, contemplated doing. So yeah. Like, maybe I'm supposed to do this kind of work or something like that because I'm um, intrigued by it. And, yeah. and I don't want listeners to mistakenly think that I'm fearful of death or anything. Cause I'm, um, I'm one of those that's kind of like, I'm not really scared of it happening to myself. I don't want to lose the people I love, but I'm not like, oh God, I don't want to die. It's kind of like when it happens, it happens. I just hope it doesn't hurt, (laughs) Yeah, you know? Um, But yeah, those are definitely fields that I have considered. Yeah, you said that, just no kids. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was like, but I can't do it because I would have to turn kids away because that would just break my heart. I can't prepare kids in funeral like that just sounds that's fair awful um that just sounds really awful yeah no um, and I'm sorry if I'm like I I think you've been clear and you shouldn't even have to have be this clear about or say so many times like I believe you know like this is what I believe stop pushing this but no I and I don't think you're I I like that you're putting in that input because I like the 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 open discussion of, of possibilities as well. Yeah. None of us know what it is until we know what it is. We can just kind of have theories. And uh, I like hearing theories actually. Yeah. Um, it's well, it's that's like I, another one of my favorite topics. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you say that. Cause that's my favorite thing is like, cause I didn't grow up in um, like my family's Jewish, which is more, the whole religion is about questioning stuff. It's mm-hmm. not about like, this is this, and this is what happens after you die. And this is the guy you love. And he's in the sky. You know, it's like none of those. It's just like, what do you think? And it's so for me, it's so fun to hear what other people have been told and what they believe. Um, because if you don't come with the point of view of like, of Christianity, um, it's really far out. Like I know for most of my friends that are, were raised like Catholic or Christian, it doesn't seem that fun. And they're like, God, it's so, you know, like you don't, you don't understand. And I'm like, I don't, but I love like thinking about it. Cause it's just, yeah, it really is wild. Like religion to me is really wild. Um, and so fun and like not organized religion. I don't think is fun or anything, but I think the ideas behind it, and a, a bunch of people believing in something that is so mystical and magical, um, but not believing in other mystical, magical things. I think I will never get over it. Like I will never not 
want to talk about it and see like what other perspectives and particularly now as like people are becoming more like believing in other things like plant medicine like weed or mushrooms mushrooms are illegal now you know like all of these things that are just um people can tell they have benefits and you know and just I just think it's so exciting to be like well um because and also I talked to a healer about you um oh really yeah uh the right after I talked to you I was just like couldn't stop thinking about it and I went and helped uh, a healer um, plant some trees. And I described your situation um, and she had an opinion on it, but then, and I can tell you what it is if you want to hear it. I am, I'm curious. Yeah, well, she said that oftentimes when people are obsessed with death or like it's a huge part of their persona, um, not persona, but you know what I mean? Like where it's just like, like where you would, talk about it like yeah um and uh she said typically she finds it to either be something in your past life or that there is a spirit attached um that and they're just like obsessed with certain things in life and they can't go um they can't leave I can't, I can't totally explain this so well. I definitely think you should I, I, I will maybe give you her number and you can contact her but she was saying that like there's certain spirits, especially in cities, um, like she was saying, they're especially in cities, not in rural areas that are just, they just love, they loved life. They love like drugs. They love sex. They love cities. They love this stuff. And so they attach onto someone um, and they, and they're just there with you. And that could be your experience is that that's why you're obsessed with it is because they're like constantly bringing that energy to you. Um, I don't oh, know. It's interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, but I was like, oh, that's crazy. And she was saying yeah. that, uh, yeah, I just never thought about that or heard that before. And I was like, oh, I got to tell Eva. Um, but No, I'm glad you did. And it's one of those things that's like, I mean, it's definitely like, we're. I don't believe that we're just alive and then, we are just it's nothing I mean I don't know yeah it's I don't I don't think there's like a paradise I go to like as in heaven and stuff like that that'd be so cool though oh yeah I mean and it's funny me and my twin brother were talking about this yesterday we were like why do why is there a lot of people who believe in like heaven and paradise afterwards so afraid of dying you know and like we are just like, cause there's a guy at my brother's job who's really, really religious, which is totally fine. Um, <laughs> that's like, I'm scared to die. I don't want to die. Blah, blah, blah. My brother's just like, but don't you believe in like this eternal bliss that you're going to? And then like the rest of us down here, they're like, I don't know what'll happen. Maybe it's just nothingness. Like are for some reason less afraid to die yeah. in a weird way. Um, and you know, we're, as far as like thoughts and dreams and energy and all that stuff, I mean, we are, we didn't just come from nothing. Like we are in a way, um, we're recycled, you know? Yeah. And so there's things that were maybe left over from before, whatever we were, if we were stardust or, or whatever, like we're, I mean, it just, it, the universe and the earth kind of just recycles itself, you know what I mean? So it's um, hard to think 
And I would never want to think that I am this separate entity separated from the rest of the universe or even humanity. You know what I mean? Like, not at all. Um, there's got to be something something there, whether it's scientifically, um, which is like the side I typically lean toward or yeah. if it's spiritually, whatever it is. But we're, I'm definitely not like this single by myself just appeared on earth. So therefore all my influences were just made up in my head. Like, no, yeah. like I made of other things, you know? Um, I think there's something like me and you, Bonnie, for example, I think we're like 50th cousins of each other. Like everyone yeah. on earth is like 50th cousins of each other or something like that. And then we're like millionth co- uh, cousins with like trees and, and things like that, or maybe thousands of cousins but that might be like insects. I don't really know, but like, and then like billions cousins with like planets and things like that, you know, yeah. it's, all, it's all connected in there. And it's like, yeah, this, this, there could be something either scientifically or on the other side of it spiritually that like makes yeah. these things. And I'm definitely like always open to that, to the ideas yeah. of that, because even if I was a scientist, it's like part of that is being open and also knowing that like testing it or whatever you can do and have theories, but also being like, I also, Hey, a scientist. And I also, if I'm a consistent scientist, like I also know, I don't know things, Yeah, um, you know, um, or there's, I know that there's things that I don't know that I don't know or whatever. Um, and so that's, that's kind of like, I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. No, you uh, don't. I think I, how I view this stuff. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> that's why I'm so, I'm super, let's coexist. I'm not like down with everyone's religions and spiritual like I can't do that that would be inconsistent to like admitting that I don't know the answers to everything yeah I'm so sure you're all wrong it's like no I can highly be like I highly doubt the Catholic Church is right but I'm not going to be completely dismiss everything because I also don't know yeah totally well also there's so much like there's so many angles on it it's like does the any church do good stuff uh-huh does any church do bad stuff uh-huh like mm-hmm. um you know it's it's nothing is like one-sided so it's and that's cool that you're not um but can I ask you one question before I forget yeah. uh is that okay um uh uh-oh oh I think I oh, forgot did Wait. You forget it? oh my god I hate when that happens that's so weird. I was. Like, I learned this trick. Yeah. That if you don't think about it, it will, it'll come back when you yeah. kind of least expect it. I don't know yeah. how it works, but it's some brain chemistry. Yeah. Thing well, to work. <laughs> I guess I could ask another question um, about the uh, workbook or like about you were saying you do like exercises, and I think last time you said sometimes you like play things out. Like, yeah is that can you talk about that a little bit yeah one of the things in my cognitive therapy sessions was if I had some kind of disturbing thought about something happening to someone or anything like that um, of course the instinct would be to like try to counter it with uh, compulsions or things like that or try not to think about it like ah but it's sort of um, it's it kind of works like meditation where um no, just sit and think about it and let the thought do its thing until it doesn't really have any meaning or it doesn't really mean anything anymore. And it kind of just drifts away. Um, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's really similar to meditating, which I, um, I've always had a hard time meditating because the gears don't stop. So yeah. I'm like I'm speaking the entire meditation time. I'm like, 
things, new things keep popping up. It's yeah, not yeah, working. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think meditation is incredible. And uh, I, I need to work at it more and do it more. But um, yeah, so it's kind of that same idea of just like not trying to push the thought out forcefully, forcefully, just sort of letting it be there and just realize it doesn't have any power. And it's just a thought. You know, it's not real, real life. It's not reality. So that was one of the, um, the exercises I would have to do. She was like, if something appears, just sit with it and let it, let it do its thing until it doesn't seem scary anymore. You're just kind of and- like, what am I doing? And she told me to also react to it. Like, huh, that's a weird thought versus giving it power, you know? Right. Versus like judging it or judging yourself. Yeah. Or thinking I have some control over that situation if right. it were to happen or, me thinking about it will cause it to happen or me thinking right. I have some superpower. And it's, it's weird because one of the things that made me really, that really like slapped me in the face with reality was I'm like, you know what, Eva, you can't talk about Catholic people praying and, you know, all of their ideologies. Yet you think that if you flip a light switch 50 times, you're going to like save the life of like 20 people. It's like, like, why, why are they any more crazy than you are? You know what I mean? I started right. thinking like that, like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. I talk about people who, like, pray, and I'm doing this, which ultimately is the same thing as praying. <laughs> it's just right. like bullshit, but you know? You're, I think there's something to being, like, individually compelled to do something that I think makes a little bit more sense to me than, like, doing some like group thought thing which i i think is cool too i'm not like dissing prayer but like i think um saying you're doing your own prayer which is i guess what that is kind of makes sense to me but and i'm just i'm sorry but is it um were there like are there new things that you have to do every day or are there just certain things that are consistent um mostly consistent and I haven't really drifted away from um, what I learned in therapy because that was really the only tools I had because prior yeah. to that, I didn't know what the hell to do <laughs> yeah. uh, about these thoughts or about things that would well, make me sh- nervous or whatever. You should be so proud of yourself for even like knowing that you can change because like I said last time, it's like I didn't like when I go on a plane, I like have one crystal for my left hand, one crystal for my right hand, the smell I have to like put on different parts of me, like the thing I have to wear, like I have the whole thing, you know, this whole elaborate setup to keep the plane in the sky. Obviously, there's no other way. And like, I didn't realize that, you know, that that wasn't that that was magical thinking. And that really what I need to be doing is like trusting one or like paying attention to what I can control and paying attention to what I can't control. And like, I can't control this plane being in the sky. It's not up to me. Um, And it's, it's interesting to hear you say this because I didn't, I just let it like ruin my whole experience. You know, it's like, um, until talking, I wasn't really aware that that was like, like how much magical thinking I do um, like a lot. And, and not that I think it's wrong or bad or, or have any judgment on it. I just do think that like, this is, you should be so proud of yourself because that's like the scariest thing in the world is to, is to like question it and be like, yeah, 
It absolutely is. And I, and I appreciate you saying that. And I, I, I know that I wouldn't have been able to do it without therapy because it yeah. was, I was at the point before it that I was like, I can't risk not doing these things because the right. outcome would be much worse. Yeah. And so I had to, I'm like, if I stop and someone dies, I'm going to blame myself. Yeah. You know? So I had to, it was, it was like, like I said, in the, the part one, uh, yeah, like it one. started to affect my driving. It actually right. started to affect things in my life that I would have to give up doing because I was, this was getting worse. Right. And when it started to affect my driving, I was like, okay, I have to go see someone or I'm never going to be able to drive myself anywhere. Um, and I just know that meant, the, you know, I was only in my twenties. I was like, it's just going to get worse. There's going to be other things yeah. I might have to sacrifice, you know? Um, and there was a part of that, which I don't think I discussed in part one, but <laughs> prior to that too, I was so, you know, the state of where I was and so fearful of, of, of not being able to handle losing loved ones yeah. I, made me suicidal. Also, I was just like, I mean, they would be better if I went and not them, yeah. you know, I can't take this anymore. Or, you know, you're in your, uh, you're in middle school or in your teens and all you're thinking like horrible about yeah. horrible things. And I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. But that wasn't even the thing that pushed me to therapy. It was my driving. Being yeah, something. no, <laughs> I know? think that that's normal. Cause I think we're taught that we can handle anything or we're supposed to handle anything and we're not supposed to give up and, and we're not, you know, and just like what you're saying is like the fact, I mean, the fact that you had to go to therapy and I have to go to therapy for someone to tell us to have your thought and let it think itself through. And that's okay. It says a lot about like society and like, you know what I mean? Like that is like of this whole interview is like the most breaking news is like the way to maintain health and safety is to allow your thought to go where it goes and, and be gentle with yourself, you know, it's like, and that's not your fault. You didn't, you know, it's, it's just not part of our culture to think that way. Absolutely. Um, Cause I tell myself now, I'm like, you know, if something were to happen to someone you love, like it's not your fault unless you physically murdered them. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like, which would be a real twist. Yeah. Oh man. What a, that's a Stephen (laughs) King book. (laughs) Um, like, you know, like, unless you're actually holding the ax, Eva, it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, it's not your fault. And I have to tell myself that all the time. And one of the things that made me and, and therapy helped with that. But one of the things that made me uh, not suicidal anymore yeah. was honestly love, which sounds really cheesy, but yeah. the love I have for my family and my twin brother, I told myself, the worst thing I could do to my brother, my twin brother and my mom and the people that love me, the worst thing I can do is kill myself. Totally. And those are the last people I ever want to hurt. I want those, I want them to be the happiest people in the world, have long, healthy lives, have everything. And that is literally the worst thing I could do to them. So then suicide, just that thought and thinking about how much I love them and how much they love me 
was enough to be like, no, I can't. I'm yeah, not going to do that. No, for sure. And so now it's not an option. You know, it's, it's not. not Unless an I have option. some terminal illness or something. And I'm like, guys, this fucking hurts. Like, can we just pull yeah, these yeah. fucking plugs? But other than that, it's like, it's not an option. I couldn't do that to them. It's literally the worst thing I could do to someone um, that I love to me, you know? Yeah. This is, everyone has different situations. I've lost people to suicide, um, you know, friends and things like that. And it's no um, judgment toward anyone's personal decisions. And, and this is, I just hope people know this is claimer. Like this is Eva talking about Eva's life and Eva's yeah. experiences with all respect to um, everyone else's individual choices. Sure. Right. Well, I agree with that. I'm glad you gave that disclaimer. But and if anyone is feeling suicidal, just write me because that's not I don't I don't think that that should be an option right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyone please that's listening to the podcast. We love you. <laughs> yeah. What's write that? me too. I was like, please don't do it. We love you. And write me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's like I've been there before and, and it is it's a weird thing because it's it's like it's not even part or for me, it's not part of me. It's like something else. That's like, it'd just be better if you were dead. And it's like, really? Like the, and you're like the fear of someone else dying. It makes me, and it's like, it makes perfect sense when you're in it, but it's just a weird, it's like a pair of glasses for me that like the kind of like not want to be alive glasses or everything is viewed through that lens. And it's like, it makes sense then, but it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's never going to be better. I guess yeah. And I, yeah. And I hope that doesn't come across as like, I wouldn't do that. So anyone else that does it, it's fine. Like, no, it's more like people have done it already. And I don't yeah. want to disrespect the people who have no, totally. already made that decision. But of course, if you are still here, we want you here. We yeah. love you. We yeah. think you're beautiful and write, write to us, please. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to. Yeah, um, for sure. But well, yeah, I guess I feel like deep, like I, I needed to talk to you about this stuff. I felt really happy that I got to. Um, I was like so curious about the dreams too, because that to me that's like um, so beautiful. So so to me, it's just I've never. I felt like I had seen that before, like some like like the Betty Boop Cab Calloway stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it just was <laughs> like so. I'm not a very visual person, but when you said that, I was like, wow, that reminds me. And I'm so visual. That's so cool. I can't draw or paint very well at all, but it's like uh, very visual. (laughs) But yeah, it's like that, the rhythm you were talking about reminds me of like that Louis Armstrong stuff where it's just like, they're like kind of like skeletons and then they're just like, hey, or whatever. Um, And I was like, I have to talk to her about that again. But yeah, um, did you have any questions or anything you know I have a couple things yeah that I also I want to show as well which okay. is kind of jumping topics a little bit but no. we were talking about the funkies me and you yeah and that song breakthrough that you you guys covered that valley girls yeah. and then the other day I was listening to the Kendrick Lamar album and he also he sampled the funkies Whoa. breakthrough no and way. I was like oh my god so I wanted to show people it's like hey like me, Bonnie, and Kendrick Lamar are all listening to really cool music. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to share. This is a compilation I was talking about okay, that has yeah. that song on it. And yeah. it's called The World Ends Afro Rock and Psychedelia in 1970s Nigeria. And it's two disc and it's amazing. Take your screenshots of it and, so cool. and buy it. It's amazing. And then I had talked about um, um, 
our sub pop release, The End of Everything, last time. And I just want to show you guys the book that it's named after. It's called oh, The wow. End of Everything, Astrophysically Speaking by Katie Max. So this is the okay, book cool. and that song. After. Thanks for thanks for showing that stuff. Will you can you also um email me these things so I could put links for it in Yeah. The, sure. You don't have to email the links but just the uh names. I'll find Yeah, them. absolutely. I can okay. totally do that. And um I do have a question for you. Have you seen this NPR article? The military's UFO database now has info from about 400 reported incidents and they're having like their very first um, oh, what is it? I'm looking at it as I read it. <laughs> They're having like their very first, um, what is it? It's like a conference or it's more like a, um, oh, geez. Like a, um, what do you call it? Like a hearing, I guess. Right. Um, of pilots that are going to come that are being encouraged to come forward about UFOs that they've seen, but also yeah. the military has identified it as UAPs, which stands for unexplained aerial phenomena. We don't say um, that here. <laughs> oh, we don't. Okay. I'm I, just I, kidding. I'm just like trying to <laughs> like, Oh no, I, no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. That was rude. But I'm just like UFOs is so cool. And I think they're trying to make it like, not they're like, they're trying to like market it as like a, a different topic by making it UAPs yeah. and it's like that's not gonna work dude like I just got hip to that new I was like what is UAPs I yeah mean, well I'm gonna before. make a shirt that says normalize calling UFOs UFOs yeah but, I mean there's no point in changing it's unidentified flying off I mean I don't know what's so what's and that's so cool so flying cool. objects yeah so cool. it's literally what it is too it's yeah kind of like what is this like well I think <laughs> yeah I mean I think there's so many reasons why they changed. I think mainly as like part of to um, separate it from the long history that they have created of misinformation and, um, you know, like misdirection and all of that stuff. But I think also uh, what's interesting and terrifying and exciting and lots of other adjectives is that I think that they're actually starting to believe that UFOs, as we called them before, or these aerial phenomenons are maybe not flying objects, are maybe like um, dimensional mm. things, um, as opposed to like a, a craft hovering in the sky, like in yeah. this photo I'm in, uh, more that it's something that's defying time and space. Um, and so like, I think that they're saying that as far as also, like, if there's these beings, um, that it would be unexplained aerial phenomenon rather than uh, flying objects, you know, like, because I, 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 those are the two reasons I can imagine. Um, and I think the part of me that's excited is so excited that they're talking about this and that they're bringing people forward and that, like, disclosure is happening even though I feel like the best way for anything including disclosure is for the people to rise and to be heard and seen and believed you know for everything like yeah I think that's the best way or maybe the only real way but um we in our society that is built on like the bullshit 
capitalism, colonialism, all of these things is that I believe that they're doing this because they want military funding. Mm. You know, like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the positive, excited UFO enthusiast that I am. But (laughs) I do believe that the reason that they're pushing this now, because I think a lot of people are like, they're doing it so that we don't look at Joe Biden or whatever, or like they're doing this. So we don't, you know, like all the conspiracy stuff all around. It's like, no, they're, it's so less organized than you think it is. Like, it's not, yeah. Like everyone that's like, yeah, they're putting tracking devices in the uh, vaccine. It's like, do you think that they seriously like are that organized or like ha- have that much money to spend? And yet like they can't, it's like, it's not, it's not as bad as you think it is. It's worse because it's nothing. It's just that they're like, they want to be the first ones to, um, and I, I'm not saying that they haven't already completely made contact and everything else. Um, I think that they have. I think that there's so many layers of